What's the best weapon that relies on radio waves? This gun in my hand. Indivisible hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun. Falk Ziljan crouches atop an elevator near the roof of the Roebuck Ward building. When his watch shows 8.15 a.m., Falk hears an incoming communication on his two-way wrist radio. Why'd they have to make the on button so small? There it goes. Screecher calling Falk Ziljan. This is Screecher calling Falk Ziljan. Come in, Falk. Please use your radio designation in case enemies are intercepting our transmissions. Are there that many people in Parabellum City who have two-way wrist radios? You'd be surprised. Team 1 calling... What was your designation, Falk? I'm Squad D. Well, anyhow, Team 1 in position. Squad B reporting. We are in position. This is Squad B leader. You got more than one person in your squad? How come I didn't get underlings? There's only one person per squad, Team 1. Then why bother calling them teams or squads? Another way to confuse people who might be listening. It works. I'm listening and I'm confused. Team 3, colon squad D. Team 3 is in position. Wait, let's get on the same page here. Are we teams or squads? It's teams 1 and 3, squads B and D. B and B like bed and breakfast? No, B and D as in bullets and destiny. I had some other words in mind to represent B and D. Excuse me. Squad Leader D? That guy who spoke for the other squad? Is that the disemboweler? I just asked you guys to use cover names. Yeah, but that guy's a villain. He did a heel face turn. He's a good guy now. A good guy called the disemboweler? Once you've built up a personal brand, you don't just toss it aside. You'd lose everything you worked for. Can we get on with the mission, please? Everybody's where they're supposed to be. Radio silence until further notice. Squad D out. Falk opens the hatch in the top of the elevator and lowers himself inside. On the keypad next to the door, Falk enters the code to open the doors to the roof. The code is 111111. Stop where you are, Parallel. It's over. Falk Ziljan, I expected you to show up here and try to defeat me, although I'm surprised you cracked the secret code to open the door. I figured you'd just pry it open with a crowbar. It was fairly easy. There's a single button with the number one painted on it. I just pressed it until the door opened. That's because it's designed as a binary system. Ones and zeros. Well, you forgot to put a button marked zero. You don't understand how it works. The single button operates like a telegraph key. Pressing it down represents the one position. Releasing it or pausing in between presses represents zero. So the tempo at which you enter the code is part of the code, not just the number of times you press it. If I had written it down anywhere, I would have used musical notation with notes and rests in between. I don't know how you guessed the combination and tempo. One, 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 one. I don't know how you thought you could take over the city with this parallel gimmick. Pray tell, what do you think my parallel gimmick consists of? You fight with two short wooden sticks, always keeping them parallel to each other. Wrong and wrong. I began my career with the short stick fighting style, known as Krav Boop in the Far East, but I quickly moved on to a more sophisticated weapon, the Radio Saber. You call henchmen on the radio to bring you a sword? 
Naturally, you mock what you do not understand. I'll enlighten you. Do you see these in my hands? Yeah, they look like short sticks. These are the handles of the radio sabers. When I tune them in... Is that buzzing sound supposed to repel ants and mosquitoes? It takes a moment for the tubes to warm up, yes. Now you can see. The blades are formed by radio waves. They cut through rock, bone, and steel. So you can imagine how easily they cut through flesh. You knew I was coming. You know I use a ranged weapon. And your plan was to use hand-to-hand weapons while I stand back and shoot you? I'm not finished correcting you yet, Ziljan. The other way you're wrong is in assuming that the parallel weapon fighting style was my only talent. It's true, my new fighting technique is unstoppable, but it is incidental to my real talent for organizing. For while you challenge me here, I have other groups of fools carrying out my bidding. They work in tandem, such that- Why would you admit your underlings are fools? Because I've duped them into serving me. Usually people want to brag about how they have the best of the best working for them. Like, Doc Salvage has a team of the greatest chemist in the world, the greatest lawyer, the greatest agronomist. I can't remember what the other ones do, but they're the best at what they do. Except they're each the second best in the world because Doc is better. He doesn't really need him at all, but at least he can say he surrounds himself with the best. What care I for the methods of Dr. Salvage? I blaze new trails, new fighting techniques, and new organizational styles. Sure, but if your crew is all fools, are they going to mess up the commands you gave them? No. Most of them are do-gooders, yet I worked my silver tongue and persuaded them to do my bidding. They are not even aware of my evil agenda. That's why I call them fools. So what you're saying is only fools listen to you? Exactly. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. Hold your tongue, you... Fool? Fool! You interrupted my train of thought. The reason I am called Parallel is that I have aligned significant events to all conclude at the same moment, though they are happening in different locations. For example, right now my first agent is at the electrical power station near the intersection of Oak Street and Mechanic Street. When he cuts a few key connections, the entire city will lose power. They'll be cast into disarray. Including equipment in the hospital? Iron lungs keeping children with polio breathing? And premature babies in incubators? No, we've installed backup generators that will keep them working. You see, I've thought of everything. My plan is already in motion. Pieces are arrayed on every corner of the board. Checkmate in five moves or less. Chess metaphors don't intimidate me, Parallel. How about this? My checkers will double jump yours to become kings on my next turn. Okay, checkers I understand. What are your other significant events happening in different locations? I might as well tell you since it's far too late to stop them now. My second agent is dressed as a plumber. As we speak, he is planting a bomb in a toilet tank inside the Verf Street police station. Pig meat will be scattered for two blocks in every direction. There may be a lot of bad cops in this city, but you don't have to be disrespectful and call them pigs. Oh, no, I didn't mean it that way. On the other side of the wall from the police station is a butcher shop. There will literally be pig meat blasted for two blocks, in addition to the police meat. That's better. All of this action happening at the same time. It should be quite thrilling to listen to. This is why my story was saved for the seventh season finale of your radio program. So you could end with something strong, with high stakes. Uh, actually the season finale will be episode 91. That's two episodes after this. Yours is a regular mid-season episode. Late in the season, surely? Right. 
Then who have you lined up for the season finale? I don't want to spoil it for anybody. This is horse hockey. I'm calling my agent. Our legal team won't... You know I only agreed to appear because I was guaranteed top billing in a season finale. Allowing for amendments to the contract if approved by your manager? Yes. Your business manager is Gary Mackinder, right? Yes. I'm glad you're informed about that much at least. So you know he can be like a bulldog when it comes to- Gary's my manager too. Oh. What? How is that legal? Can he represent both parties? I don't know. That would be a good question for your manager. If you thought I was going to make you suffer before, you ain't seen nothing yet. I mean, you have seen nothing yet. We'll return with Act 2 after this pandering money grab. How many times has this happened to you? Oh no. That's why you need moss. The clumpy green plant that grows close to the ground in damp or shady locations. You've tried growing seed-bearing vascular plants. What you need is the flowerless non-vascular plant that reproduces with spores. Uh-oh, that fern will be hard to take care of, and it certainly won't absorb as much moisture as a bed of moss. Don't settle for lichen. Be your own boss and make it moss. may contain bryophilus fungi living as saprotrophs, parasites, pathogens, and mutualists. Endophytes are known to live within moss in some jurisdictions. If you believe you have a gambling problem, dial Belmont 87100 for information and help. Allow me to explain the inspiration for my name, Parallel. Have you seen a film where the good guys split up with different tasks? Then we watch each individual going through his or her own experience, cutting from one setting to the next. Perhaps one is struggling to open a gate for the rest of his team to enter the city walls. Another is tied up in a flooding dungeon, trying to loosen his bonds before the water covers his head. A third is dueling with the main villain, perhaps a usurper king. I haven't seen that one. What's it called? These are hypothetical examples, not from a real film. Are you sure? I can picture Errol Flynn in the lead. That's because I make incredibly vivid pitches. Now stop interrupting. The camera cuts from one struggling hero in his own scene's climax to the next hero in a different scene, all of them reaching a climax together, ramping up tension, drawing out the suspense. I can't think of any movies I've seen that do that. Well, that's what my plans involve. I call this technique Parallel Parables. Does each part of the plan teach a separate lesson? No, the overall lesson is everyone should submit to my rule. So they aren't parables? Shut up. It's a kind of story that starts with para, just like parallel. But the pun doesn't work because they're not real parables. Silence! Anyway, you only describe two parts working in parallel. My third team is infiltrating the county building. They'll set fire to the records office, creating further chaos. Each piece builds towards completion of the larger goal, destroying the forces of order and replacing them with myself as warlord of Parabellum City. That sounds great for a visual medium like a movie, Parallel, but it would be a mess on the radio. Not at all. I'll call my operatives by three-way ankle radio, and you'll hear how each one makes progress towards his own climax. What's a three-way radio? I don't know. I haven't figured out how to use all the functions. We just use it for two-way. And each of your operatives will narrate as they go? Or your narrator can narrate. You're providing one, aren't you? Sure, if you want his voice to be half the show. I can handle it, Falk. I have a better idea. It's no problem, really. Go ahead and check in with your boys on the radio. Maybe we won't need much narration. Either way works for me. Teams Almond, Burgundy, Chumley, report in. Nice. I just went with teams 1 and 3 and squads B and D to mix things up. 
I wish I had thought of something classy like almond and burgundy. They're distinct words, so they won't be confused in a garbled radio communication. Plus, they're still arranged alphabetically. Nice. So why aren't they responding? Team Almond, report. That's the sound of your mug wrestling with my mug at the electrical station. Team Burgundy, report. That's your mug and mine duking it out in the bathroom at the cop shop. Team Chumley, report. I'm in the waiting room in the county clerk's office. I got tab number 37. They're now serving number 12. Can't you hurry them up? They're going to make the stories hit climaxes at different times. Bully them into serving you next. I've been one step ahead of you, Parallel, every step of the way. You could even say my plan has been running parallel to yours. Except my plan intersects with yours and ends it. You think you can stop my plan by confronting me? Decapitating the leadership? My organization is stronger than that. If you win a duel with me, my second-in-command will fill my place. Or third, or fourth. Right, or fifth, or sixth. No, I only have four. That's not the weak point in your plan. None of the attacks you've described will have a major effect. The attack on the Oak Street Electric Station won't cut power to the whole city. It only serves the neighborhood of Parabellum Heights. Where the rich and powerful of the city live. Sure. If their power goes out, they'll get a hotel room in some other part of the city for the night. Or they'll get out the candles and kerosene lamps. Most of us have only had electricity for a few decades now. We remember how to live without it. And our power supply is spotty at the best of times. A squirrel or a fallen tree branch knocks out power every three or four months because the electric company is still figuring things out. And the destruction of the Verf Street precinct house? That would be tragic, but you can hear my guy who was in the next stall defeating your plumber. No, the only piece of your plan that would have a major effect would be the man at the county building. It's like if you had a game where the players had different balls to score points through different hoops, but the game also involved a flying clockwork toy that's hard to catch, and the game ends when one team catches it. Ridiculous! That flying piece would make the rest of the game moot. There would be no point in pursuing the balls or hoops. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You set up the game with ridiculous rules. Then let's end this game. While the tubes warm up, let me appeal to your sense of the dramatic. Using both of your sabers to cut me down would be boring. If you want something dramatic, give me one of your sabers and we'll have a duel. I suppose that would give you more of a sporting chance. All right, here. On guard! I'm still one step ahead of you, Ziljan. While your teams and squads with blasé names have been wrestling with my operatives in the electric station, the police precinct house, and the records room at the county building, They've neglected my actual Team Chumley. A man patiently waiting in the office of the county clerk. He's submitting a city government dissolution form, which will replace the entire city government with me as city manager. As soon as it's stamped approved by the deputy county clerk, there's legally nothing they can do to stop me. You're a madman. Why would they even create a standard form to dissolve the city government? There are some amazingly useful forms if you spend time researching in the basement of the records office. Oh, and I almost forgot the best part. My operatives are currently known as paracriminals. After this paperwork gets approved, they'll be paralegals. That's not what that means. You've knocked over my favorite fern. My aunt gave me that. The irony is, I didn't have to send anyone to fight your man in the waiting room at the county building. I just had to convince the deputy county clerk 
to take the day off and go fishing. Oh no. Oh yes. Since the deputy is out, the task for approving forms falls to the county clerk, Petra Wojohowicz. But she'll see right through it. She'll never approve the city government dissolution form. Why don't we find out? Falk Ziljan calling the county clerk and registrar of deeds. Come in, county clerk and registrar of deeds. This is the county clerk and registrar of deeds. Can you believe some clown wanted me to approve a city government dissolution form? I can believe it. I sent him packing with a folder full of requisition and support forms to fill in, plus a revised W-2, three building inspection certificates, and a UB-40. Thanks, Petra. You're a doll. You gonna call me sometime? On the telephone, not on your two-way wrist radio. Ziljan, over and out. Die, Ziljan! Ho, ha, ha! Guard, turn, parry, dodge, spin, ha, thrust! That takes care of your radio saber. Unless you have another one up your sleeve, you're coming with me to the Verf Street Police Station. But how could you have known the full extent of my plan? What gave you the advantage? This gun in my hand. That makes no sense. It makes me the hero of my story. You should have known you couldn't get far with sabers going vroom vroom. Someday sabers will be popular again. You'll see. I'm too far ahead of my time. Well, now that your career as a villain is finished, you can change your name from Parallel to Paragon. Really? You think that highly of me? No, I mean you're gone, but with Para in front of it. Paragon. Ah, aha! But the pun doesn't work because it's not literally a Paragon. Mew, mew, mew. That's what you sound like. Parallel, episode 89 of This Gun in My Hand, was pulled together from disparate pieces by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunninmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, archives, information on how to subscribe, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. What ensures all the threads come together at the climax? This gun in my hand. Why, yes, that is the roar of radio sabers, not my neighbor's moped.